Live at 5 Sports, the Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Extra inning win for the Twins last night, Jim. A clutch hit from Alex Kirilov. You know, this is a guy who has so much promise. You watch him hit and you say, that's a major league looking hitter when he swings the bat. It's been all about his health so far. If he can stay healthy, you know, the Twins could have quite a player on their hands. Yes, remember, this is the guy they called up in the 2020 playoffs with zero major league at bats mm-hmm. because they thought he could help them win a playoff series. That's how highly they thought of him. That's how mature they thought he was. And it, the interesting thing about him, there, there are some moving parts here. Number one, he has had trouble staying healthy. That's not his fault, mm-hmm. but he also you know, hasn't always communicated all that well with them or they haven't felt like they had a handle. So you know, there have been times where they like called him up or planned on him playing and then they get a few days into a, a stretch and he says, ah, oh, the wrist is still hurting or this is still hurting. And, and so that's been, he's a kind of a quiet kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's malicious or anything. I just think he's a quiet kid and sometimes they haven't communicated all that well between the two parties. I also think that, uh, and nobody's really talked about this because it's kind of a private sensitive thing but i also think he he there have been times in his career where he's been a little bit of a nervous guy mm-hmm. that he hasn't had the confidence somebody of his talent and capability should have now obviously it looks like he's getting past that and now it's really just about health because he takes good at bats he has power he can hit to all fields he can draw walks he might end up you know one of these you know one of these players has to be the like the four, number four or five hitter and be a run producer and he and Polanco are probably the prime candidates right now to do those jobs. Uh, Polanco probably takes the best at-bats on the team. Kirilov probably will take the best at-bats on the team if he gets rolling and stays healthy. Uh, and then, you know, Miranda's down. If Kyle Farmer playing third, you know, third base might be a race between Royce Lewis and Miranda. You yeah. know, can Miranda write himself before Royce Lewis shows what he can do? Yeah, that's just where I was going to go as well. You know, Miranda gets sent back as Farmer gets the activation. Uh, uh, he has options remaining. They aren't going to send down a guy like Solano or somebody like that, more of a, a veteran player. So last year when they sent uh, Miranda down, it lasted about 24 hours, and it woke him up. Yep. Uh, yep. I'm sure they're hoping for the same effect this year. Yeah, and let's look at the sequence, too. Miranda was not only in a terrible slump. He also had two bonehead plays in the mm-hmm. field. And when and that's, a you know, a slump is a slump. But when your slump affects the way you approach the game and your mental acuity, mm-hmm. you got to get out of here. And that, I think that was the last straw for him. And he felt like he just has lost it and he needs to go regain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I mean, you know, third base, first base, left field, right field, DH, if and when Buxton starts playing center field, they need to get run producers in those spots. Mm-hmm. And it could be any combination of Kirilov, you know, and second base too, Kirilov, Polanco, Kepler, Gallo, Walner, Larnick, uh, Garlic, Lewis. They just, it doesn't really matter who, because a lot of those guys can play multiple positions, but they need like th- at least three of those guys to come through as, as run producers. And, and that could happen, but it's not exactly a guarantee. You know, I hate to keep picking on Christian Vasquez, but almost on a daily basis, he does something that I just say, what did they see in this yep. guy to spend $30 million? A terrible at bat for him last night yep. in either the ninth or tenth inning. Fouls off a couple of balls that were trying to bunt and then swings at one at the bill of his cap. He's struggling. 
He really is. And, you know, it's funny because so often we talk about, oh, this guy might be better in Minnesota because, you know, he had to play. Some guys don't play well in New York or don't deal with the pressure in Boston. The fans, this guy has won championships, has played in Boston, has played in Houston for a championship team. And it looks like he's trying too hard here. Yeah. Um, And I just think, I really think more than anything, first of all, I don't think he's a great player. I think he can be a, a good bottom of the order defensive-minded catcher who gets a key hit, hit for you right now. It's not like they signed, you know, Johnny Bench or Joe Maurer. They signed no. somebody they just wanted to hold down the position and handle their pitching staff. Right. And when a pitching staff performs well, which this has, you can give some of that credit to the catcher. But his bats have been terrible. Uh, he seems to be pressing. That throw to third base, it might yeah. be partly on Miranda not getting over there. But you just didn't – I mean – the ball hit the guy in the middle of the back as he's standing on the base. So obviously there's no chance of getting it out there. Yeah. Uh, there's just no reason to take that risk. I think he's, I think he realizes that he is in a position where they want him to be a leader. And I think he's trying too hard to make things happen. And this is just not a game where he can force it. You know, he no. just really, he just needs, he needs to find a way to relax and just be the solid player he's supposed to be. For a couple of starts, it felt like it was big contractitis for Pablo Lopez. He seems to have righted the ship, but it could it be the contract for Vasquez that he feels like that's weighing on him a little bit? He wants to prove yeah. he's worth $30 million? No doubt about it. Uh. And usually, over time, hitters, players, end up being who they are. You know, okay, this guy had his slump early this year instead of late, and he ends up with about the same numbers. I could certainly see that happening with Vasquez. It's just that when you're the new guy, you got a big contract, and you're supposed to be a kind of a leader type, when you look bad, it's it's absolutely uh, magnified. Yeah. Uh, Lopez, his outing last night, uh, conveniently wild, effectively wild, I think they call it. And and yes. that was kind of the case. And that's been Otani all year, too. He's walking a ton of guys, doesn't give up many hits. Well, walks aren't driving anybody in unless the bases are loaded. So I guess I'm fine with I'm okay with a couple of walks as long as they're giving up hits on the home runs along with it. It was a really strange outing in that he felt like he was always behind, felt like he didn't have his best command or at least his best control. And yet, he was relatively efficient and he made big pitches in big spots. It's really not the way you want to live, but you also, frankly, need, you know, Sonny Gray's done it a few times this year, going out there and it looks like, oh, he's got nothing today. And he gets you through six innings with a 2 1 lead or a 3 nothing lead or something. So, you know, your aces kind of have to be good when they're not good. And last night he was really good when he wasn't necessarily at his best. I do think, uh, you know, he's, he's a really nice, soft-spoken guy. He's not like a Jack Morris type. Yep. And I do think that after he got the big contract, he, you know, it wrangled, jangled his nerves a little bit. Sure. Uh, last, night was probably, last night was probably a good sign because he wasn't absolutely at his best and he got through it, and that, maybe that settles him down. Yeah, let's hope so. Uh, let's check on the NBA playoffs. I like to do that with uh, you each day as well. Last night, uh, you know, there's just so many compelling storylines in that Golden State and Lakers uh, series, and I wasn't at all surprised to see Golden State uh, win that game last night. Uh, Mike Greenberg, who does uh, sports uh, morning TV on ESPN, said he thought the Lakers should use a load management day and sit LeBron and Anthony Davis because he saw no way they could win that game anyway that turned out to be the case that was kind of ridiculous but uh you know golden state is going to be hard to knock out yeah i think the lakers i really do feel like the lakers have managed this postseason like a veteran nba team Mm -hmm. uh they turn it on at the end of the playing game to beat the wolves they you know do just enough to get through the first round they and they basically are take they are taking load management games they're just not officially making them basically (laughs) so so and you know like greenberg 
I understand the point he's trying to make. Yeah. But you know, what if what if you say, hey, we're not going to play our starters today, and then Curry sprains his ankle in the first half, and he blew a chance yeah. to to win that. You just you can't do that. Yep. So what the Lakers have done is say, okay, we're gonna this is this is not a game we absolutely have to win. We're gonna see how it goes, and if we don't aren't in position to win the second half, then we'll rest up and get the next one. And it's worked. I don't think it's a good thing for basketball or the league or sports in general that it's worked, but it has worked. Yeah, it has, and, and it has them uh, fairly fresh. But I still think, you know, if Draymond Green plays with that type of energy that he did last night, just pushing the issue constantly against the Lakers, uh, you know, they've been bad on the road for whatever reason this year, but they have a streak of 23 consecutive postseason series in which they've won at least one road game. They haven't won one in L.A. yet. I, I, maybe game six is the one. I think the Lakers, well, here's the thing. If Anthony Davis is healthy and ready to play well, I think the Lakers win that one. Okay. Davis uh, left the game last night with some kind of a head injury. So if Davis is out, Warriors are going to win the series. Yeah. If Davis is healthy and ready to play at a peak level in game six, I think the Lakers win it. But he's, he's the key. I also think that the Warriors are bad on the road because their bench players, their role players do not play well on the road. Yeah. In, in a league of, you know, a lot of uh, drama kings, Anthony Davis is right near the top. I mean, we saw him against the Timberwolves earlier this year act like he'd been shot, and he laid on the floor for, for three, four minutes, and then he gets up four minutes later, he's back in the game scoring and rebounding. He looked fine. So I don't always put a lot of stock into how Anthony Davis looks after he might go out of the game with a, a little bit of an injury. True, and there are a lot of, like, almost violent drama kings mm-hmm. like Draymond Green. Yep. Anthony Davis is almost like a passive drama right. king. He's like, it's like, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I might be hurt. So I'm going to milk it. Oh, I'm fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird sport in that way, you yeah. know, because it's a, it's a non-contact yet incredibly physical sport. People get knocked on the floor every five minutes. Sometimes I think he's just resting. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right. Thanks, Jim. Talk tomorrow. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Sue Ann brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.